Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online, and we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. The Virginia House of Delegates seated a record number of women in January, and those women aren't messing around. We share conversations with a class of firsts who are bringing fresh perspectives and boundless energy to their state's legislature. This is Sarah from the left. And Beth from the right. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Welcome to another episode of Pantsuit Politics. Before we dive in, we wanted to alert everyone again that our Tuesday episode will be our interview with Jen Hatmaker. We could not be more excited to share this interview with you guys. Um, if you never want to miss out of sort on sort of these little sneak peeks or previews of what's happening on Pantsuit Politics, please follow us on Instagram at Pantsuit Politics or subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which you can do by going to PantsuitPoliticsShow.com. The 2017 election for Virginia's House of Delegates captivated the nation. What began as one more Trump-focused 2018 test case became so much more as inspiring woman after woman was elected to office for the first time. From Danica Rome, the first transgender woman elected to state office, to Jennifer Carroll Foy, who gave birth to twins, 
during the campaign. This group continues to show how the changing face of American politics positively impacts the legislative process. We sat down with seven members of this history-making class of freshman delegates and asked what they thought led to this wave of change. Now, you're going to hear a lot of background noise because we were having these conversations during the VIP reception before the Arlington Democrats Blue Victory Dinner, which honored volunteers who helped get the vote out for many of the women we talked with. First, you're going to hear from Delegate Carrie Delaney, the daughter of a U.S. Army veteran and mother of two small children. She had worked in the nonprofit world on issues such as foster care and sex trafficking before her election to the House of Delegates. For me, you know, I have got, like I mentioned before, I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and I have to think about the world they're growing up in and their outlook on politics when they pick up whatever they do, you know, about these issues and they can they they have their worldview about um, government and leadership and what that looks like. I, I want to make sure that they have a very positive image of what government leadership looks like. And I think many of us would argue that if you're watching the national headlines, our children aren't really growing up with that uh, that that uh, vision. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, that we get asked a lot. I think as women, well, is it? it this must be really hard because you've got kids. You know, it's, is, it, is it too hard? <laughs> and. You know, of course, there's a lot of sacrifice that we that we make to be away from our families for longer than we want to be. Um, you know, just the time the time commitment that's required, the effort that we put in. But what our children and what children in their peer group get to witness and have the opportunity to see that this is accessible to them. You know, I had my swearing in and my ceremony, and my kids were there, and a lot of our friends came, and a lot of our friends have kids the same age, and that's how we know each other. And I'm looking out into the General Assembly building, where everyone's seated in the in the you know the House chambers for me taking my oath of office, and I see a lot of people I know, but I also see a lot of little kids, you know, like elementary school age kids. And I'm thinking, you know, how many kids have you had an experience like this where you're sitting here in this 400-year-old body of government watching your friend's mom get sworn in? Is that going to feel maybe just a little more accessible to you? And I, I want that message to really resonate with our youth, too. I mean, I, I think, yes, we have the opportunity to inspire other women like us to say, well, yeah, if we can do it, you certainly should get in there and get out there and, and, uh, and get involved. But that, that gets to continue. And that gets to continue with the next generation who can kind of witness what we're doing as well and start to see that this is for you. This is accessible. We're, we're changing the way it looks and we're breaking down the barriers and we're showing you that this is for you. Delegate Wendy Goditis made the shortlist for the U.S. Olympic team as an equestrian. She taught public school and sold real estate before her successful run. There's something my daughter said in an interview. Someone was interviewing my daughter with me. She's 22. And um, they, the person asked, are you excited? Are you proud of your mother? Are you excited? And my, oh, were you surprised? And my daughter said, not really. My mother's the kind of person who, if she ever saw a gap or a need, she moved to fill it. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And the thing, and so that's my daughter's view of me, but that's all of us. That's all of us. We saw a gap, we thought, and you know, things were going south in our opinion, and we just thought, you know what, I gotta fix this. Yep. <laughs> yep. We dug our heels in. I gotta yep. fix it. Stilettos. <laughs> 
Delegate Elizabeth Guzman immigrated to the U.S. from Peru as a single mother. Now she is a social worker, mom of four. She has two master's degree, and she represents Virginia's 31st district. Well, uh, the new energy that we see in Richmond, we definitely see more women now. You know, the reality is that women are the majority of the population in Virginia, but we are not quite there yet, you know, to be, have that representation in the Virginia Assembly. Before we were elected, we only had 19 women. Now we jump into 28. So we still have work to do, but we definitely will not allow, you know, these males to make decisions for us anymore. We do have a voice and we are very vocal, that's for sure. You know, anytime they say something that we actually don't agree on, it doesn't make sense from a women or mother perspective, we do speak up. But I think the most important part for us is to demonstrate, in my case, that working full-time or having a child do not disqualify you to run for office and to serve in a part-time legislation. And that's what it's about. You know, we want to prove that actually your family environment with a legislative environment are environments that could coexist. And you could actually do both. And we hope that down the road we could have more women running for office. From a public defender to a journalist, these women bring a wide array of unique experiences to legislating. Delegate Hala Ayala is a cybersecurity expert who early in her life as a single mother was on Medicaid and brings that firsthand experience to the conversation. I worked at a gas station um, very early on in my life. I was pregnant with my son and had no access to health care. Um, and it was important that I did because it was life-threatening. Um, even after I had my son, he, he was born with some challenges, and without Medicaid, it, it saved his life. There was times where my son has, he almost died on me several times because of some of the breathing conditions that he's had, um, and Medicaid was there for me. Delegate Carrie Delaney. We bring a diversity of background that I think, I, I would argue, would be, is, is just unmatched to anything we've ever seen in this Commonwealth before. We have delegates who um, are, are now you know, members of the House delegates who didn't have health care before they got this job. No, <laughs> we yes, have, that is amazing. We Some have, of us had 92 cents in our bank when we got elected. I won't say who, oh but we God. have mothers of young children. I've got an eight and a five-year-old, so when I started campaigning, I thought I was going to you know, have these young kids and be unique, but no, I've got women who are showing me how it's done every day who have even younger kids um, and, and just have that insight into, you know, what are the daily struggles of the working family who has kids to get to school, kids to raise, childcare costs. You know, we're bringing perspectives that have never really had a seat at the table before. Delegate Kathy Tran served 12 years at the Department of Labor before going on the National Immigration Forum. She gave birth to her fourth child shortly before deciding to run. It takes going through this crucible to truly understand what it means to have, you know, from the start to the finish line, um, both the hard work and the time and the dedication you put into it, what it means for your family to support you 100% and be behind you. Um, but also, I think, the responsibilities of being the first, of carrying that weight and, yeah. and being very thoughtful about it. Um, so I'm one of the first two Asian American women to be elected and the first Vietnamese American to be elected to state government. And also as an immigrant and refugee, as a mom of young kids, you know, those intersections of my experience and my personality and it's just really important in terms of 
um, the perspectives I bring to bear on my policy making, but also thinking about the voice that I have for people who've gone through a similar experience or who are living those lives right now, right? And I think that it makes us very aware of what's happening in our communities and um, how you know we have to put for forward on both the civil rights aspect, the voting rights aspect, growing an economy, our education, all of that, because we know what it means for our families. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is, I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things. Big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day, Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.
We also spent a lot of time talking with these delegates about why it was particularly important that they were women legislators. Delegate Dana Garone made national headlines by being the first transgender woman elected to public office, but garnered votes through good old-fashioned fieldwork and focusing on the issues that affect her constituents like Route 28. Men have had 399 members who are on the show in between. Guys, you had a good run. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's time for a change. Yep. And when you look at the Democratic caucus now, women were almost at herd. We were like, I think it's like of the 49 members, something like 23 are women. And, uh, of the Democratic members. Right, right. Okay. Exactly. And 26 are men, something like that. And so at this point, the Democratic caucus looks like Virginia then, both in uh, terms of gender and in terms of you know, racial breakdown, in terms of just when you see our caucus, it's just like, oh, this is clearly representative of the new divinity. And when you see the front row where Delegate Guzman sits, you see three women from Prince William County who all bring different voices and at the same time from different demographic backgrounds, as well as you have you know, Delegate Adams, you know, the first out lesbian ever to be elected to the Virginia General Assembly as well. And then you go over and it's like, Deborah Rodman is Jewish. Kathy Tran is uh, the first uh, Asian woman ever elected to uh, the House Delegates, and she's Jewish and Buddhist. You know, it's like she's got a lot of it. Obviously, there's myself, and I think the world knows that story at this point. Yeah. Um, and then like right behind us with like Carrie Delaney and Wendy Gaitis, you have other moms who have come in to make their voices heard as well and to do a fabulous job with it as well as Cheryl Turpin who sits directly to my left. So you have a lot of new women coming in bringing a lot of different perspectives. And even on the Republican side, Emily Brewer, she's a business owner. And so she brings that you know, perspective as well. And the more our numbers grow, the more we can actually talk about different worldviews and represent different worldviews at the table that have historically been either left out of conversation, been disenfranchised in the first place, or have just simply been ignored. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we were just talking about that it doesn't just change the way you run for office, and being in a group like that changes the way you run the government. It's the perspective, it's the bills you're introducing, your perspective on the bills being introduced by other people. I think it's just so valuable to have that different perspective. What do you think, though, gets missed when we talk about this in a very sort of identity-driven way? What do you what do you wish the media would ask you when they when they talk about your new group and they talk about your different perspectives? Any questions you want to ask me about Route 28, I'm happy to <laughs> Delegate Elizabeth Guzman. From a perspective of a woman of color, right? So we constantly have to prove ourselves. We need to prove that we are competent, that we know what we're talking about, but that's our life. I mean, you apply for any job for a leadership position knowing you know that there is a, a male or a female, I mean, applying for the job, and that male has more likelihood to get the job, but also get paid more for the job. We might get offered the job, but pay less. So we know that those are struggles, and I think you bring those while you deal with Republicans. But then, as women, you know, I think that by nature we are multitaskers. We are passionate about when we do things. Mm -hmm. So we come and talk to Republicans. You know, we try to find ways how this issue is going to affect this person in their district. 
and you know you are prepared you are bringing your numbers you're gonna prove to them how this issue is gonna affect them because otherwise they will not listen to you and i think that we have done as a freshman class an excellent job as far as, far as being prepared mm -hmm. so we present legislation all of us got very good compliments like how you were prepared you had your data numbers you knew what you were talking about and i think it's just part that we, most of our were females you know yeah and i it's very important we don't never take anything for granted we know that for everything that we have to achieve we need to fight for yeah and we bring that to the legislation Delegate Kathy Tran. But I think the other thing is all of us understand what our, the priorities are for our district. We were all out there door knocking thousands of doors because it was so important for us to hear directly from our voters what their concerns were, what their priorities were. And all of that input is woven into the bills we put forward, each and every one of us, right? So that we're connecting our values to the issues that our districts face to the solutions that we put forward. And I think that's what makes this past legislative session really powerful in terms of their freshman class uh, being aggressive in terms of making sure we're working hard towards our, our goals. Delegate Jennifer Carol Foy was the first African-American woman to graduate from the Virginia Military Institute. She now works as a public defender. I mean, you see it even on a, a smaller level. Like when Kathy and I went down, we were working, nursing moms, and we went down there and said, okay, well, there's some opportunity here, right? We're legislators and we're trying to make a family-friendly environment for the workplace for other people. We're fighting for people with people work and Medicaid expansion. We also spent a lot of time talking with the delegates about how the hard work of governing continues long after Election Day. Delegate Elizabeth Guzman. We want to tell people that it's possible, right? So many times uh, people tell you we are legislation in a body where Republicans are the majority. It's not easy. Yeah. You, know? you have to learn how to have these conversations in uncomfortable environment, right? When you want your legislation to pass, you need to be willing yeah. to sit down with the Republican because at that point, you are not thinking about the party that you represent. You are thinking about the impact of the legislation that you are fighting for. And you have to sacrifice and sit down and try to convince them and, and knowing that their our values are so different. Right. But then at the same time you're trying to find common. Right. You know, and I think we are not asked that often enough because I think when we were elected we had this 
great ideas that we campaign about and say we're going to change Virginia. We're going to go to Richmond and everybody is going to believe in what we believe and we're just going to make Virginia more progressive. But once you get there, we don't have the numbers, right? So we have to be very creative in order to talk to our friends across the aisle. And it, you have to do it. Otherwise, we, have to, we won't be able to pass legislation. And I think we don't get asked that often enough. We were also struck by the bonds between this class of freshman delegates. You're going to hear from Delegate Jennifer Carroll Foy and then Delegate Wendy Goditis on the way this class works together. When we all met, like through Emerge training, um, I was sitting across from um, Danica beside Elizabeth Guzman down the road from Kathy Tran. None of us looked at each other and said, oh, I'm going to be the first this or I'm going to be the first that. We didn't even recognize it. Honestly, some of us didn't even, you know, really understand the impact of it or really care. What we really wanted to do was go down there and change politics and make sure we represented the people in our district the best that we could because we wanted to ensure that the things that were happening didn't continue. The xenophobia, the racism, the war against women, the war against poor people. Because I wanted to impact change and push forward public reform so that way justice in Virginia will be just and it will be fair and equal application of the law to everyone. So you only get that when you have diverse voices at the table. It's an unbelievable privilege. So I am the senior of the freshmen. <laughs> so I feel really I am. I'm 57 and I'm I feel well qualified to say that the caliber of these people it's such an honor to be in the same category as that they and the campaigns that we all ran and the way we got there is very different from the way any class has gotten there before. So when people start talking about, you know, political distinctions or maybe you shouldn't say that because it might not run well, you might not look good in your next campaign, we are like, you know what, that's not how I got here. I got here saying what I think. I got here out of frustration and determination to change and we're unafraid. We are unafraid. We're unintimidated. We are determined. Um, we don't get discouraged. We just get tougher. And, Ooh, and, uh, <laughs> do you have a group text? That's what we really want to know. Are all y'all Can we well, get an invite? Well, <laughs> because that would be amazing. <laughs> to be part of this group, to be part of this wave, um, because it, it's something just so different than what we've ever seen in history, to really look out at my colleagues and see Virginia. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. 
Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. Sarah, we were reflecting before this event and after on Paul Ryan's comments about identity politics posing such a threat to the United States. And I just think he couldn't be more wrong about that. I think I understand the underlying sentiment. But what we really saw spending time with these women and talking about their legislative priorities is that it's not about just electing someone because of their gender or their ethnicity or their sexual identification or their gender identification. It's more about electing a group of people who reflect all of the life experiences of constituents so that they can focus on the things that matter to constituents. I think I'm going to start calling it perspective politics. I love that. Like it's what's this is what we're talking about is different perspectives, because I think identity politics implies that it's this label you can take on and off when it suits you. And perspective politics is about we govern better when people are saying, no, wait, I, I had work requirements for Medicaid and this were the problems I encountered. Or, no, I am a working mom and this is what you're missing. And I just think that that is what's 
so important. And sneak peek in our interview with Jen Hatmaker on Tuesday, she talks about how our institutions are anemic because they only have one perspective. And I think that's such a good word for it. And I think you see this, I think, when you sit down with these delegates, you see this lifeblood of energy, like kind of coming into the process with new perspectives and different educational backgrounds and different just life, lives that they're bringing to the table and all the different ways that they can use that to bring better legislation and better serve the people of Virginia. And I think especially at the state level, but you can see it at every level, you know, just having people who actually have kids in school talking about mm-hmm. how to fund our schools and how to legislate around public education. I mean, there's so many ways in which the life experiences, I love that word perspective politics, because it, it's so true. If you care about how you're going to take care of your aging parents, you are just necessarily going to bring something different. And that's not a shallow exercise. I think that that's what I heard from Paul Ryan that so upset me, that It's as though people who are advocating for greater representation and more diverse representation are doing that in a shallow way. It's only because this is a person of color. It's only because this Mm -hmm. is a woman. No, it's because there's so much depth in those experiences. And we don't mean that in a divisive way. In fact, we mean it in the kind of way. It's the same reason you get married, right? You want to do life with someone else who can see things differently from you and who can bring a different perspective. And we need to do our governance together. We want to thank the Arlington Democrats for having us. It was so striking to hear delegate after delegate from all over the state thank this particular group of Democrats for coming to their aid and helping them knock doors. I think it it reminded me of what parties are at their best, which is organizing to help each other and support each other. The energy at this event was really, really powerful. It was not sort of the angry resistance. It was very positive. One of the the chair of the committee mentioned being joyful when you're out there participating in our democracy. We thank them so much for inviting us and letting us speak to this powerful group of delegates. We want to especially thank Meredith Sumter, who was our point of contact and co-chaired this dinner. She could not have been kinder to us and just set a marvelous tone for the whole event. She and her co-chair, James Swindle, did a terrific job. We would love to do more events like this. So if you're thinking about something similar in your area or have another opportunity to bring Pansy Politics to you, just send us an email. We cannot wait to share our discussion with Jen Hatmaker with you on Tuesday. Between now and then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Pantsuit Politics is produced by Dylan Garvin. Elise Knapp is our production assistant. Support for Pantsuit Politics comes from our listeners. We especially appreciate our executive producers, George Niedermeyer, Tracy Pidoff, Nicholas Holland, and Chad Silvers. Our theme music was written and performed by Dante Lima. To support Pantsuit Politics, please visit patreon.com slash pantsuitpolitics. Subscribe and leave a rating and review in the Apple Podcast Player and follow us on Twitter at Pantsuit Politic and Facebook and Instagram at Pantsuit Politics. 